It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Come in. Ah, there you are, Catherine. You wanted to see me, sir. No need for the formality, sister. Father Malachi will do. Yes, father. Tell me, sister, how do you feel? Feel, father? Yes, right now. How do you feel? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. All my allergies are going haywire, but other than that, I'm fine. No ill effects, like... Oh, say, infected with the taint of Lazarus. What are you talking about? I couldn't have the undead illness. I've never even met Lazarus. Why are you asking this, Father? No reason. No reason. Tell me, these last few months, has anything unusual happened? We're members of the Watch, Father. Unusual things happen all the time. You do have a point. But what I am driving at is, has anything large-scale occurred of late? Such as a threat that could bring about the end of the world. None that has been made aware to me. Is there some point to all of this, Father? Indeed. Your next assignment, in fact. His official title is the Pale Man, but he has been known to go by many names over the ages. Currently, he is calling himself Byron. Byron? How hoity-toity. Does he write poetry by chance? No, not that we know of. According to this, the Watch had him under lock and guard for a little while. Is that true? Yes, but he was able to escape towards the end of the Second World War. He betrayed our trusts and killed one of our more promising agents at the time. It's not the first time he turned on someone who trusted him. What do you mean, Father? It's on the third page. He... He was the one who betrayed... Yes, he was. You realize that makes him... It's who he was, not who he is now. From what he has told us, he had no choice in that. It was commanded of him. But still, Father, he... He... He has done many other things equally as bad. The fall of Rome, for instance, was caused by his action. My God... According to our records, he currently resides in Portland, Oregon. Isn't that the same place they filmed that grim police detective show? Let's not get started on that, shall we? Your assignment is to go to Portland and find Byron. I take it you want him eliminated. On the contrary, Sister Catherine. We want you to help him in his cause. My friends, a toast. A toast to our achievement. To the Reich Eternal. Reich Eternal. Director, sorry to interrupt, but something's happening. Yes, what is it? Did the missiles not launch? 
Well, they launched all right, only... Well, they're not going where we programmed them to. What are you babbling about? Show me their flight path. Well, I can see here, all seven missiles fired, and for a few minutes they were following our flight path for them, but then at this point they all changed course. Wonderful wine, this. Is it Merlin? Byron, something has gone wrong with the missile. Really? Let me see. Mm, no, no. Everything seems to be functioning perfectly. The missiles are going where I programmed them to. And where is that, exactly? Why here, obviously. What? Override the program. Reset them to the original targets. I've been trying that, Director, but they won't change course. Trigger the auto-destruct! It's not working, sir. The missiles are going to come down on us in just under five minutes. What did he say? What did he say? No, no. We have no. to get out of here. I, I gotta get out of here. Out of my Watch way. Out, so just Come on. Wait, don't go. You have to help us get control of this. Oh, don't worry about them. They don't have time to get far enough away. Come to think of it, I don't think anything between Forest Grove and government camp is going to be around much longer. I don't understand. Why have you done this? You were the one who came up with the plan we followed. You created the virus in the first place. Sorry about that. You see, I've been kind of using you all this time. Using me? How? I needed someone who has the resources to get the virus all over the globe. Your organization was more than suited for that purpose. So I used you to do just that. I guess I should thank you, really. So gathering all of us together now is for... For what? To eliminate you and the last of your followers. I thought that would be obvious. And with us out of the way, what do you hope to do? Rule the world instead of us? Oh god, no. Never been one for ruling over others. Have I had enough time figuring out what I need to do, let alone telling others how to govern their lives? Then why have you done any of this? None of it makes sense! But you see, it makes perfect sense, Director. The world has become a very dark place, full of greedy corporations, corrupt politicians, and power-mad dictators. You name it, it's out there, and it's not pretty. Don't even get me started about how bad the other species have gotten. Other species? What are you talking about? Long story, and we really don't have the time for it. But the point is this. I used you and the virus to wipe the slate clean. There's no more controlling factions, the systems collapse, money has no meaning anymore. There is no 1%, no middle class, no poor. There are just survivors. People who have come through the virus are struggling just to live. But without a controlling faction, everything's been thrown into chaos! Yes. It is my hope that through the chaos, a new world will be born. A better world than you and your kind had envisioned. It's all a moot point, though, isn't it? Because in a matter of moments, you will both be dead. Well... You will be. I don't plan on staying. Thank you for your help, Director Gray. I'd wish you well, but as you said, it's a moot point. So long to your Reich Eternal and all that. Byron! Byron, where have you gone? No.
I stand upon the summit of Mount Hood. In the distance, I can see a number of mushroom clouds slowly reach to the heavens as the city of Portland and its surrounding area is reduced to ash. I know in time my actions here will come to haunt me, much as the choice I made which brought about the end of the Roman Empire, but what choice did I have? To go on blindly ignoring the growing darkness, holding on to some vain hope that things might turn around? No. No, in the end I know I had no choice. Everything I've done, from creating the virus to the destruction of Portland, was a necessity. A necessity if there is any hope for a better world to come about one day. But even knowing this, I somehow doubt it will ease my conscience in the days to come. Golden flames reach out and encompass my whole being. I try to move but find I'm frozen still. What? What is this? What's happening to me? Three became one. Reality has fallen, lest the pale man run to save us all. Who is that? What are you babbling about? Oh, it is really simple, pale man. The time to run has ended. It is time for you to embrace your destiny. Destiny? What destiny? Sister Catherine? Just Cat, please. I'm just an agent. Never did take the formal vows or anything. Understood, ma'am. I'm Alexander Bates. I've been sent to bring you back to the Watch's chapter house here in Portland. Lead on, Mr. Bates. Did you have a good flight? Not really. Right up on my assignment. Is there anything you can tell me about this Byron that might be helpful at all? The Pale Man? We record his actions and keep tabs on him, but tend to stay out of his path as much as we can. Like his namesake, he's mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Every agent who's crossed his path has met something of a cringeworthy ending. I see. In that case, take me to this tower of his. Ma'am, I was ordered to... I know what you were ordered to do, but this is my assignment and I'm the one calling the shots. Besides, I'm going to have to meet this pale man sooner or later. Might as well get the introductions out of the way. Yes, ma'am. The car is this way. Standing upon the roof of an old, broken-down building. It takes me a few moments to get my bearings, and then it all comes back to me. Ross Island. This was Dracula's building. It should have been destroyed. But then, everything should have been destroyed, myself included. The last time I stood here, the golden fires of creation were falling upon the world, erasing everything that had ever been. So why was it still here? I look across the river at the city of Portland. It is early evening. I can see the lights in the various buildings, hear the sounds of distant traffic, 
It is as if nothing had ever happened. But how can that be? Yes, it can be disorienting. Nothing can be done about it, sadly. You just have to adjust. I turn at the sound of his voice. I see him sitting perched on a piece of broken wood. A small black cat looking up at me. Barry. Barry the cat. Byron the Pale Man. Good to see you too. Tell me, Pale Man, what do you remember? Remember? What do you mean? Recent event. What do you recall? I was here, watching the golden fire falling on us all, and... And then... Yes? Then I was someplace else. I was... I was back at the end of the Second World War when I encountered Legion. But it didn't end there, did it? No. After that, I was in Bend in the mid-90s, the Eldridge incident, but... That was new. It hadn't happened before. Yes. It was a side effect of history being altered. It changed part of your past as well. What happened after that? Christmas. Nicholas used his powers to alter my tower. That was two years ago. And then... And then I destroyed Portland, released a plague on the world. I've killed billions. That's in the future. Or one possible future. It hasn't happened. Not yet, at any rate. Then again, it may never happen. But I remember it, all of it. The past, the present, the, the future. And you always will. But why? Why have you been moving me through time? There are laws against that. Laws that apply to you, not my kind. We're on a whole different playing field. It doesn't answer why you've been doing this to me. Because I had to keep you pure. Pure? Yes. You see... The world as you knew it is gone, erased. It's been overwritten by this world, all thanks to Mr. Logan and the Reality Stone, or Crystal, whatever you want to call it. The only thing that has been left the same is you, Pale Man. I don't understand. How did moving me in time keep me- I kept you ahead of the changes to reality. The present was changed first, so I moved you into the past. When the past was being changed, I moved you into the near present. And when that got overwritten, you moved me into the future? Exactly. I kept you one step ahead of all of the changes. So why bring me back to the here and now? Because it's all done. It's a whole new reality now. The only thing left of the past one is, well, you. And you, obviously. Yes, but I don't really count. Like I said, my kind is on a different playing field. But why do any of this? Like I said, I had to keep you pure, unchanged. If I had left you here when everything was rewritten, you wouldn't be you anymore. You'd be the pale man of this reality. You have to remain the man you have always been if there is to be any chance of restoring what's been lost. And just how the hell do I do that? Why, you have to stand before the pale man. Wait, I've heard that said before. What does it mean, I'm the pale man? Oh, <laughs> you'll find out. Until next time, Byron. Be well. Barry, wait, come back! Oh, you could have at least teleported me back home. There isn't a bridge off Ross Island. Barry! Bastard. Getting back to the mainland meant taking a short swim. Of course, I could have used my own gifts to get across, but they often come at a price, one I did not feel like paying today. 
Once across, I walked through the city making my way to my tower. Portland looked exactly as I remembered it. Everything looked the same, which gave me pause for thought. Why? Mr. Logan had gathered the three segments of the reality stone so he could recreate reality by his own design. So why did everything look the same? It didn't make sense. Then there was what Barry had told me. I would stand before the pale man. The last person who had said that to me had been God. It made no more sense to me now than it had then. I am the pale man. How do I stand against myself? I had many questions. No answers. I have to admit I do not like how this makes me feel. In the past I was always the one calling the shots, manipulating events to unfold as I wanted them to. Now I'm caught up in a game of someone else's making, but I have no idea what my role is in any of this. Well, not yet, at any rate. And I started up the short path to my tower. Like everything else, it looked the same as I remembered it. I was curious to see if the interiors would be the same. Byron? I heard the voice as I was reaching for the doorknob. I turned quickly. Behind me stood someone I had never expected to see again. After all, the last time I saw her, Mr. Logan had reduced her to a smoldering pile of ash. Catherine. Agent Rebecca Catherine of the Watch. You know who I am. Yes. You could say we're acquainted. Then I guess I don't have to waste time on introductions. Agent Catherine then lifted a pistol and shot me three times in the chest. <laughs> listening to the Byron Chronicles, Season 5, Episode 1, A Sort of Homecoming, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Mindy Rast Keenan as Agent Catherine, Victor Aurelius as Barry the Cat, Peter Cat as Agent Bates, Aaron Duran as the Director, Scott Z as the Computer Tech, Darren Marlar, James Leeper, and Carissa DeWitt as the followers, and Julian Bain as Father Malachi. Music by Shadows Symphony. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby presentation. Tuesday Terror really gets the nerves on edge and gives you a nice, healthy fear of the dark. For a change, catch Bells in the Battery, where your nerves will still be on edge, but with a nice, healthy fear of bad puns, silly situations, and absurd plots. Bells in the Battery, in Friday Follies and every other week in Sunday Showcase. Just keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>